Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you. Right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. Today on the show, we're so excited to talk to you about the five essential factors you need to be aware of before getting started in a development or construction mortgage. We're so excited to bring on board Gopi and Darren. They're senior analysts from Valor Capital Development Group. These guys here are so seasoned in the industry, they're going to be providing us with all the details that you need to know about the start to finish process when assessing a deal or looking to get into a mortgage investment of this type. Due diligence is so important. It's an important part of the whole analysis of investing in a mortgage of this type. Jordan? There are so many things that could go wrong in development, and that's why it's important for you as an investor to be informed on what to look for prior to getting involved in these types of vehicles so you can look out for your best interests. Hang on, don't go away. We'll be right back with Darren and Gobi. Hi, I'm Jordan. This is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. We're so excited today to have Darren and Gopi on the show, both senior analysts from Valor Capital. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, Carmen. So can you tell us a little bit about your credentials and, and, you know, why did Valor hire you to be an analyst for the company? I guess it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big job. There. Yeah, well, hopefully for the right reasons. Yes. So <laughs> I did I did go to school at the University of Western Ontario. I uh, took a degree in business with okay. a specialization in finance. I also have a background in real estate investing myself personally. Mm-hmm. So kind of those two together are, are a good combination for, for the job and for yeah. the role. That's amazing. Gopi? I'm a senior analyst with Valor. I've been with Valor for the last one year. Um, prior to Valor, I was with GE Capital for 10 years, responsible for uh, underwriting and due diligence. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm a qualified lawyer from India, and I have a, a master's of law from University of Toronto. How long did you practice in India? Law? Uh, almost four years wow. before, before moving to Canada. Well, we, have, we, we want to go through the topics that investors need to know what to look for when they're getting into a construction and development mortgage. So it's so critical. Uh, there's so many things that could potentially go wrong if you're not guided by the right people. And thank goodness we have you guys handling this. So let's, let's just go through certain things. Like, first of all, what type of work do you do? What is due diligence? How does development work? Yeah, so due, due diligence is very key to, to uh, prior to investing in any mortgage. Due diligence basically just means the research, the background work, making sure that you've done all that you can to know exactly what you're investing in, what the risks are, and where it goes. Because development has, you know, it can take many different varieties, many mm-hmm. different forms. And because of that, there there are risks. Well, I've had some fun in development, let me tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you have to be very careful. Yeah. Because the, little, the littlest thing could trigger everything to be at a halt. Absolutely. Right? Exactly. So that's really critical. So... Talk to us about what exactly the first thing is that you look at. Yeah, so the most important thing would be the property itself. Right. Because what you're investing in is that property. When you're you're investing into a mortgage, that mortgage is on that property. And therefore, you need to know exactly what that property is. 
you know, what the type of uh, development that's planned for it. So we'll just back up where, for one second. Mm-hmm. So when you're registering a mortgage, it's secured on the property. Yeah. So this is a registered charge on the property. So you do have recourse to sell the property. But the most important thing is to understand, you know, what the value of the property is, what type of property it is. Are there any issues with the property? So let's uh, go, what? What's involved with that process? I mean, in, in, when you when you talk about the property, you want to see which market it's located. I mean, when we do our due diligence, we focus on the market. You know, we, we, you know, in terms of what the GDP is, what the demographic is, and in terms of competition, in terms of the market trends, in terms of what's happening. Mm-hmm. More importantly, what the projection is. Can this property, you know, can deliver in terms of, uh, you know, whatever in whichever market it's located. Right. And what type of property is it, right? Is it vacant land that we're lending on? Right. What kind of approvals are in place? What kind of zoning is there? Are those things also important things that you guys would look for in your analysis? Yeah, absolutely. So you would, the, the main thing is to know how long is this going to, is this going to take to be built and sold? Because right. that's how you're going to get your money back at the end of the day. And so right. there's various different stages in that development and in that approval process that you need to understand. Yeah. Um, so it's it has to do with you know the zoning of it, whether it falls in the official. Now, what exactly plan. is zoning? So zoning is it's it's the city is designating a title or or a classification on a specific piece of property, okay. which allows it to um, it has to conform to that designation. So you can have a piece of property that is designated for industrial. So I can't go and build uh, 20 townhouses on a piece of property that is zoned industrial. And then in some cases, you might get an application that comes in and they're looking for financing on a piece of land and they're saying the zoning is for a residential apartment building in the future, but really it's industrial. And in order to get to the residential side of things, Mm -hmm. it's going to be quite a process to get that approval. And so it's not saying that it's, it's, it's not saying that the project is going to be a non-starter because of that. Most developments are done by changing that zoning. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a developer. I see a great piece of property. However, it's 20 acres of industrial. And if I'm going to make money off of it, I would like that zoned. So, I, so I guess the investors would really need to know the timing of that. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. so when you prepare your analysis, is it is it a long, detailed uh, package that they get? And what's in that package? Yeah. So... It, it would have basically everything in that, uh, our due diligence that's done behind the scenes, it would have everything outlined in that, um, in that offer. Uh, we reach out to the city or the town, you know, we talk to the planning officials in terms of what needs to be, you know, looked mm-hmm. into. Um, we get those paperwork, you know, read through it, look at the agreement, you know, see what the site plan is for, is the approval, appropriate approvals in place. That's, mm-hmm. that's essential part of understanding what the zoning so, is and what we can build into. I guess the the next most critical part, Jordan, would be the appraisal process. Yeah, right? what is to the know value what, of the land I mean, when you're getting started with an investment? You want to know what what is the value of the land today and what is it on completion when that proposed development is finished? Right. See, valuation is pretty critical, right? I mean, there are various types of valuation. You know, there's comparable approach, there's income approach, and there's cost approach. So you want to see how the appraisal appraiser is, has taken that into consideration and built the appraisal. It is also important, though, that 
when you're preparing something like this, that the appraiser is ordered through you, correct? Absolutely. Not we, coming through the party that's no, looking for I the mean, financing? We, we, we talk to the borrower in terms of uh, the appraisal and we make sure we order the appraisal. And we also make sure that we, are, we get the appraiser, appraisal from, the, from an accredited appraiser. Because it's, it's very important because there are so many times that you get value of opinion. A value of opinion, yeah, which, which an opinion of value, which really is perhaps a realtor's opinion of value. Exactly. And there's a lot of people out there trying to boost the value of their property so right. that they can get more money because it's difficult. You're right. right? And, and you want an appraisal done by a third party independent uh, appraiser, which can be you know, verified independently. Now, what are the credentials of an AACI appraiser? So these are the types of appraisers that do commercial, land, right. industrial, things like that. And that is what I know Valor Capital mandates that we have sure, and, and you want to make sure that the appraiser that you're working with is, is credible and yeah. has that and independent yeah. and independent independent right. as well not involved not, not involved not related in the to the party exactly. exactly yes okay very interesting yeah. so we we've, we've we've hit now the t- the pri- property type um and the value what are the other things that we need to look for in uh, Go- going off the value the biggest thing when you have that value now is how much am I loaning against that value? Yes. So that's what we call loan to value or LTV. And you, you normally you'll get that in the form of a ratio. Okay. So, you know, so Valor Capital always provides, you know, whether what that ratio is. And so typically we like to stay at, you know, under 90%, even lower. And so basically what that's telling you is that, you know, I'm going to lend you you're not going to lend someone $100 million versus a property that's worth $1 million. Let's keep it really simple. Let's work yeah. with $100,000. Yeah. Okay. Let's say the property is worth $100,000 yeah. and uh, the, the appraisal came in at that. So you're saying you would lend up to 90% on land? Well, you could potentially. It depends on the structure. It depends on the covenant. It depends on so many different um, aspects of well, that particular. Well, I'm in the mortgage business, yeah. so you know that. Yeah. And I would definitely not lend 90% loan to value on just vacant land unless there was a big plan behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Right? So you guys would assess that part and mm-hmm. and it would all be part of as well who the borrowers are in the in the in the grand scheme of things, right? And, and what are they the experienced and, and things like that? And what the plan is and what they're planning to put on that property, piece of property. Very interesting. And I just wanted to clarify for the viewers at home as we got into the meat and potatoes when we got into this, we didn't really introduce Valor Capital. So what does Valor Capital do so we understand the processes? Yeah, exactly. So Valor, Valor Capital really has three aspects that it takes care of in these mortgage investments. Right. So first and foremost is the due diligence. Right. So they're the ones that are doing all the due diligence behind the scenes. You know, people like Gopi and I, as well as other project analysts and development consultants. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect to make sure that this is a viable project, this is going to be feasible, mm-hmm. and this is a good investment. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect. Well, I've, I haven't ever seen anything like this, so it's very interesting how they've created this. Oh, yeah. That's great. All the way through. Um, so, And then the next part is they also have uh, development um, asset managers. So basically, you know, when we're when we're doing a development and we're partnering with these uh, with these developers or it's one of our own developments, we're providing the oversight, the consult, um, and I guess the overview of that development, making sure that it's moving along, making sure mm-hmm. that everything is kind of on time, and making sure that we're we're building or developing in the most efficient way. That's an amazing concept yeah. because I know that's so needed in this industry. 
Um, there's so many people that are investing blindly in mortgages and they really don't have any backing or any information and they have to rely on just a few little documents and they don't really understand what they're getting into. So that's so critical when you get into a mortgage investment that you know you've got a confident team behind the scenes handling all of that for you. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. And I think that brings into our, our third point of our five key factors that we should be analyzing when getting into development is the use of funds and how Valor right. comes into play. And, you know, what is important here when, when we're investing in a development project is making sure we know where exactly the funds are going and managing that process. So could you guys speak a little bit more to that? Yeah. So basically one of the biggest things in these mortgage investments is, you know, I'm, I'm providing this money for the mortgage investment. Where exactly mm-hmm. is that money going? So you need mm-hmm. to make sure that it's going towards value creation. So right. if it's a development, you want to see it going towards, you know, paying architects, paying engineers, paying uh, the construction or, or site services. So does Valor pay them directly? Yeah. So in Valor's case, that's kind of the third aspect of what they do. And you like to kind of see it as, you know, Valor has your back more or less. Mm-hmm. So Valor's at the back end watching over everything, making sure that everything's running smoothly with that mortgage investment. Wow. So Valor actually, say if there's a mortgage investment and there's, you know, there's, there's uh, future costs that are needed for that development. Valor's actually going to take that money from the investment, from the original investment closing, hold it in their trust account. And then as values being created and as you know things are moving along with the development then they're actually going to be paying those consultants or engineers or or construction site servicing all that directly wow so yeah, that's no, great. no money is going to the developer or you know the builder we're making sure that every dollar is going exactly to the party that it's wow. intended to, you, right? Exactly. And that, that mitigates a lot of risk for the investors yeah. so that they know that it's being paid directly towards creating value on the property and not to, to other aspects, which may not be to the benefit well, of the look project. At my story where uh, I lent money to a couple of builders um, and I advanced all of the money to them and they took the money and built a couple of houses and then the project sat there and wasn't completed. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is a this type is, of this is control the money. Yeah. Yeah. A huge you know, it's, it's critical part. to control the money for sure. Yeah. And it also makes sure that our loan to value ratio is always staying in line, right? We're never over leveraging the property. We're making sure that we only release the money as value has been added to the project, right? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So a question that I think everyone should, or an answer, I should say, everyone should have is what is the difference between the the construction and development and and how critical is that in your assessment yeah so the development is really more or less uh actually getting it to the full approval stage okay so that's kind of the process of development is taking you know that raw piece of land and then getting it to the point where it's building permit ready at that point the developer kind of is a little bit hands-off and the construction manager comes in more or less you know heavy hands-on, 100% taking the project from there to to completion. That's awesome. Okay, that's good to know. I just wanted to address that one as well. Yeah, so a big, a big thing with that as well is, is you know, making sure that the budgets make sense as part mm-hmm. of our due diligence. That's what, you know. That's where all the number crunching goes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Making sure, make sure all the numbers are ticking and tying. Exactly. And these are numbers that are provided by, you know, third party analysts, not provided by the person that wants the money, right? We need to make yeah. sure that all of these things are. So how do you know those numbers yeah. are accurate? So if someone comes to you and says, um, I'm building, you know, let's say, let's just say I'm building eight townhouses. Right. Um, and it's going to cost me this much. 
How do you know that's accurate? Do you have a quantity surveyor? Absolutely. I mean, we, we get budget from the builder and we cross verify that budget with, with the third party consultant, you oh, know, who's great. going to verify the budget and let us know, okay, this is what it's going to cost for, for this guy to build. And we also get a feasibility report, which kind of gives us an indication in terms of how much it's going to cost to build and how much is he potentially going to sell for when the project is complete. So then you know if it's a viable project or not, or if, or if his costs are understated and he's going to run out of money exactly. and then you're stuck with a half-built property, that's right. that's going to be horrible, Absolutely, right? That'd be yeah. a disaster. So knowing that the numbers are accurate and that you've got every single thing allocated, you know, because in mm-hmm. construction, there's so many costs that oh, yeah. some people will think, oh yeah, that looks like a, a, a great budget. And then, oh man, what about this, this, and, this, this, and, this. And HST, right? People miss that all the time. Oh, yeah. and, and there's also trade cost, which kind of keeps fluctuating, right? The yeah, market right. case is different. It keeps fluctuating. So it needs so, to be contingencies built in absolutely. for these kinds of things. Absolutely. I mean, we build like 10, 15% contingency depending on the project. And then yeah. we, we kind of follow up with that. Awesome. Oh, that's and awesome. The good thing is, too, just to add in is uh, about Valor is because we have so many projects on the go across Ontario, we have a pretty, um, a pretty big net, I guess you could say, of trade contacts, you know, engineers in particular areas that know that market that can tell you, hey, you know, if, if we think something's a little bit out of line with the budget, we say, okay, what are you, what are you guys looking at for, you know, a foundation of this size? It's, then they'll give you a good indication of mm-hmm. what you're looking mm-hmm. at. In addition so to we all kind the other of benchmark that number with, with the budget and, and, you know, make sure it's, it's appropriate for that. So project. another main one we want to look at is the borrower. So what kind of stuff do you guys look at when we have a person coming in that's looking for the money and making sure that that borrower has the capacity to take on this project or to borrow the funds? Where the money's coming from and what, what's their personality? What's their mm-hmm. right. experience? I mean, yeah. The kind of market we have had, you know, like there've been a lot of builders and developers who have jumped into the pool, right? And and when they come with, come to us with the project, we want to make sure that they have the experience that they say yes. they have, right? I mean, yes. You know, have they delivered on any of the projects? You know, what have they done? If someone comes and tells me I'm going to build 100 townhomes, I want to ensure they've already built some townhomes. Oh. You know, I look at the past experience in terms of what they've done. And let's say, for example, it's not like I'm going to say no to a new developer or a builder, but I just want to make sure that he's got enough experience to, to back him up. You know, I would call on some of the references. Let's say if he's, if he's worked somewhere, I would call the references, talk to them, see what he actually delivered. Mm-hmm. So borrower is a very critical part in terms of the uh, in terms of executing the project. Mm-hmm. So right. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to eliminate someone because they've had some bad experiences That's in the true. past too, That's, right? Yeah. I mean, That's you talk true. to the guy and, and you try to understand what the problem was. If it was financial and it's not his true execution, then I'm okay to oversee the financial part. That's where we come into play. Right. We focus on the financing part. Well, that's so good that you've had the underwriting experience you've had. So you can really look at the big picture. Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, black and white. Let's see everything that's involved with this whole process, you know. And if there are flaws in the... The, the the character there, then you you might be able to oversee something like that right. because and that's underwriting, right? So yes. you want to you know make sure everything is ticking in time. That's that's great, awesome, mm-hmm. well, amazing. And the last thing we want to look at that investors should be aware of is the exit. So at the end of the day, um, you know, how are you getting your money back? How are the investors gonna gonna receive their funds at the end of the day? What is the plan for this project? So what would you guys do on a due diligence standpoint to evaluate this? Right. I mean, see, obvious exit is going to be, you know, you've, you've finished construction, you sell the project and, and sell the investors, right? I mean, before, I mean, when we do our due diligence, obviously the product is not ready. So what we do is we kind of run some scenarios to understand what kind of exit are we going to 
have. Mm -hmm. Let's say the market changes two years down the line when the project is complete. Are we able to actually sell it at the price we, we say it's, we are going to sell? What we try to do is we kind of run some scenarios where, you know, what if the market drops by, you know, 20% or 10%, Perfect. whatever the case may be. So we, we run some scenarios to see what would be the best case scenario. Alternatively, we also look at, let's say, for example, we are selling it to a REIT um, right. or, or we are utilizing it as a rental unit. So those are the exits we kind of bake into our modeling and, and, and crunch some numbers to make sense. So, so having some alternative strategies in place absolutely. in case one doesn't necessarily well, that's amazing. That's great to know. Yeah. And, um, well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's yeah, wonderful. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's, a lot of fun. It's, it's good to know that we have people like you looking out for our, our investors. I guess that's it. Our 30 minutes is up. So for more information on this episode or anything else real estate investing, feel free to check out our website, profunds.ca, for more information. 30 minutes are up. Go create wealth. Any and all of the opinions expressed by guests on this program were theirs alone and did not necessarily reflect those of the network, the producers, or the host. Please consult a professional advisor before making any investment decisions.